It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's happening, people? Welcome to the It's All Blackademic podcast with your boy, Jordan. Alongside my producer here, Alex. We said, Alex. I'm good. You're I'm good? good, Jordan. I'm good with Jordan. Yeah, man. Like the sun is coming out. It's coming, isn't it? It's coming I through. Feel like it's winter anymore. I'm still in my scarf though because I can't be scammed by this country anymore any longer. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it up. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Um, just a very brief mention. If you hear any kind of background noise, but let's just keep it 100. We're recording this bit of our podcast. We're under attack. <laughs> it's We're in my under flat. attack. And there's some scaffolders outside doing some great work. So yeah. um, if you do hear the interference, it's, it's just that. So this is the Blackademic podcast, whereby me and Alex will, in a minute, just go through a couple of uh, news stories that have caught his eye. Um, you'll then hear the debate. Um, for this week which was uh, on the show we discussed the importance of lyrics in music and then we'll also hear this week's overrated or underrated where one of our guests either from this week or a previous week will tell us uh, a person a thing or a period in time that they feel is either underrated or overrated um alex what has caught your eye in the news this week Talk okay so this week um george clooney has you know stuck up for his friend you know, the Duchess of Sussex, mm. so Meghan Markle. And uh, last week in the Mail on Sunday, there was an alleged uh, letter that was written by Markle to her father. It was a completely uh-huh. personal one. And um, I think George Clooney was just like, you know, why are we vilifying um, Meghan like this? And because it's very reminiscent of the way Diana was vilified. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he goes on to say, I just saw this piece... Um, they're just chasing Meghan Markle everywhere. She's a woman who is seven months pregnant and she's being pursued and vilified and chased in the same way that Diana was and it's history repeating itself. And we've seen how that ends. I can't tell you how frustrating it is to see that. You're taking a letter from a daughter to a father and broadcasting it everywhere. She's getting a raw deal there. So I just find it interesting because... They, the media have this thing where they are so hell-bent on following and, like, invading the personal life of Meghan Markle. Mm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The point where, you know, you have to question yourself, is it just because she's a black woman? Well, well, necessarily a mixed race woman. Yeah. Um, within those circles mm. because when um when kate first came into the family obviously they did the exact same thing they did the background checks oh she's the, she's this she's descending from x y and Z. yeah yeah this is her background and whatnot she came with a she had a very like bland fashion sense she had a very bland style like nobody knew who she was she was kind of she was like you know classically pretty mm. whatever you think mm. but then you know now she's this you know this she's Kate Middleton, like you know, what I mean, yeah, like, yeah. she's Kate, you know, she's Katie, and she does all these charitable events, and she's beautiful, and she does all this stuff. But she didn't, she didn't get the exact same profiling that Megan is getting every moment. There's always this thing: does Megan have a problem with Kate? Is there beef between them yeah. two? You know, what I mean, and what I find, a... what I find interesting though about the whole, the whole, and I call it a campaign, the campaign of nastiness towards or racism, let's call it what it is, towards Megan Markle is it's not even subtle. It's not even like they're being like subtle about this. It's quite blatant that you're treating one so much differently to another based yeah. on we can only surmise the colour of her skin. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so blatant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing that you could probably look at. Just the very fact that Megan is more popular because she has had her own profile for several years. Um, she is obviously not the person that the British public would particularly expect to be within the royal family and you know we're in 2019 like things are changing like if the the royal family doesn't reflect the society that it's actually claiming to be the top of Mm. then what's the point what's the point yeah what's the point anyway leave Meghan Markle alone she's doing absolutely fine Mm -hmm. she's pregnant with um hopefully a very curly head baby (laughs) so (laughs) um yeah there we go so what else has caught your eye anything anything else has Um, grabbed you this this last few days there's uh, two more things but um katie perry did you hear about katie perry's fashion uh faux pas so she um she created the line i completely forgot it's in the paper there but she created a line and she produced these um her design has very interesting faces on their on her products. So if she's got a black turtle, turtle neck, it's got like red lipstick on the on the collar. 
So like, it looks very simple, looks very classic, but it looks like a gollywog and it looks like blackface. So this. when I you've got this, yeah. the, on the black one, on the white one, it just looks beige and it just looks like these random yeah. images on it. But the black one looks very reminiscent of blackface and um, a gollywog, mm-hmm. essentially. And uh, yeah, so she's issued an apology because, you know, as you do. After you after you've looked at everything and mm-hmm. it's gone through the editorial mm-hmm. design and process and been produced and then hit the market and hit the retail and then shit hits the fan in the end. So well, we did a show on this uh, on our previous season. Yeah, um, you know the monetization of racism. Yeah, and it's quite obvious and it has been for a couple of years to me now that a lot of these people and, and companies are doing these things. They know what they're doing. Mm. They know for what they're doing and they yeah. know that a little apology or a little we didn't understand. The, the cultural sensitivities of what we were doing. It's, it's nonsense. Yeah. It's absolutely nonsense. They get publicity. There's a, there's a slight drop in sales, but the publicity they've got from it initially, yeah. actually long-term, helps us the product. It's nonsense. Yeah, it's it, is, nonsense. it is nonsense. And um, and I encourage people to look at that show, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. Go to our YouTube page, sorry, Blackademic TV. That's B-L-A-K-A-D-M-I-K TV on YouTube, and you can see that show. It's a really interesting show we did about uh, people monetizing racism. Sorry. Absolutely. So... They go like I mean, I look at it and I think to myself, it's just another thing where you know white people aren't really thinking about optics and what things look like. Totally. And um, here we here we are again with another famous white person having to apologise for a mistake that the team made. And her, she's not she's not well, she's know, part of it as well. She's yeah, part of it too. So yeah. Um, and your final one that. quickly. Uh, Twenty One Savage has um, been released. Pending. Yeah, what's up there? Pending can... pending trial. Okay. Um, skimmed over the story this morning i'm just happy he's out but yes people need to stop making jokes about the fact that he's he got d- detained by ice and also um you know it, it's a very very visceral and real experience for a lot of people of color in that country mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people have had even people whose parents are um are immigrants or immigrated over mm. to the country and have, you know, got the citizenship and to look at it and think, oh, could it all just be taken away at any given time? Because somebody could find an issue mm-hmm. with what you're saying, mm-hmm. what you're doing, who you are. And I found it very interesting that, you know, 21 Savage, um, he was investing in Atlanta. He was trying to invest in a lot of different projects okay. there to try and build, 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 build the community okay. and do all that. And then all of a sudden... Get out. we got to go. We hit, we hit the news lines. He's been detained by yeah. ICE. So, <laughs> what do we do? Well, he's anyway. free, well, he's, he's he's free for now, or is he free free? Is he free is for he now? Okay, free for now. now. Okay. Um, obviously, there's been help by Jay Z, who's obviously given him legal counsel. Like, okay. You know, supported him, like you know, lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's spoken publicly about it, and you know, I I do think it's I do think it's a travesty what they're doing over there um it's very, it's very reminiscent but you know and rather than make it public than what they're doing over here where they everything's quite private and yeah people are just being deported to jamaica Slightly. or to the caribbean um yeah with a lot of with a lot of coercion you know um, I agree. I agree. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's disgusting what's happening to people. Yeah, um, and I think it's important that we kind of shine a light on all these things here and across the pond. Um, before we get into our debate, I want to just make a quick shout out to if you are into film or cinema, the BFI are currently doing a it's like a season of uh, disabled films on Britain. 
So they've got, I think it's 170 films. They're not long. Some of them are like 10 minutes. Some of them are 25, 30 minutes. But they've got a season that's kind of, uh, it's a wide-ranging um, breadth of different types of film around the subject of disable of disability, but also there's a lot of the filmmakers, directors, camera people, producers are disabled themselves. And I think I did an interview with a lot of them for Channel Four News, whereby they're saying it's not only important to be a representation of disabled people authentically on screen, but we still need to. It's even worse behind the camera, and um, that that whole season is is really about celebrating disability in front of and behind the camera um through the through the the the, the guise of of disability people who have certain disabilities so i encourage anyone that's in london or if you're not in london uh to come and check it out because there's some there's some cool shows there it's also online go on bfi.co.uk um and all, all the films are free go check it out and have some fun with that Right. Fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of the films, they're really good. Um, a quick reminder if you haven't already, please subscribe to us here on our ACAST page. Just click the button that's on your phone where you're listening to this or on your laptop. It's not far from looking at wherever you're looking at now. It's there somewhere. Just click subscribe. Push the button. Push the button. Sugar Babe Styley. And then ones. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, our first debate, um, or our debate, should I say, of this week was the importance of lyrics in music. Enjoy. What's happening, people? And welcome to this week's episode of It's All Black Academic with your host, myself, Jordan Jarrett Bryan. And this week on the show, we'll be debating the importance of lyrics in music. And to do so, I've got a panel here. I'll get to them in just a minute. But before I announce my panel, a big shout out to all of our socials. If you're not following us across Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, we're on all of that goodness, as well as obviously you're watching this channel now. So subscribe. The button's down there somewhere. The red one, just click it, subscribe, and you'll get some weekly content. Now, weekly content from us at Black Academic TV. Right, let's get to my panel. I'm joined by Nick Scott here, music podcast host and writer. I've also got broadcaster and radio journalist Claire Clotty, and I've got UK hip hop artist Rodney P. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Right, I'm going to start with you, Claire. Let's kick off with your opinion on, on, on how much importance you put on lyrical content in music. It's really funny because um, anyone who knows me really well will laugh and say, Claire never knows the lyrics to songs. I'm one of those ones that remixes everything I hear. <laughs> you make up your own little version. I, I make up my own lyrics and it's probably a good thing because if I knew what I was singing sometimes, I'd be like, whoa, what am I putting out there to the universe? What am I, you know, how am I depicting myself? So um, now that I have a seven-year-old daughter who is very sharp, I put on the radio and she's singing certain songs and she's leaving certain words out. She's conscious that I'm not really allowed to say this. I'm not really allowed to say that. I'm thinking now I really need to pay attention and actually I have been paying way more attention and listening back to music that I listened to as a child and thinking wow how how was I able to moderate how was I able to keep a balance um, there was no guidance when I was singing uh, color me bad I want to sex you up at eight years old because that's when it came out uh, but I I didn't ever associate it with sex mm. however I think now children uh, and and we're all more aware we've got information we we've got images to match the words <laughs> so it's very important that we we understand what we're saying when we're, we're singing along to certain songs I want all three of you to ask me as the show goes along to think of uh, a track that has lyrical content that really invokes uh, an image of violence or sex or love or passion just one track I want you to think I'm going to ask you at the end of the show to think of one track that for you lyrically really resonates with a particular emotion but let me ask you Nick how, do you place a lot of importance on, on, on lyrics and words in, in music? 
Um, I think, like you said, Claire, I think we're in a place where we're in a politically sensitive climate. We're in a social climate where um, a lot of things are being analysed and we can get those lyrics on tap in like 10 seconds on Genius or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it is important to me to kind of assess what I'm listening to and the impact that has um, going forward into kind of my mindset and all that because we are in an age of media, hyper media, that does have an impact on you societally. I'm not going to just blame it on one genre or music in general. It's across media so I personally take um, a stance of I just analyse the lyrics that I'm looking at and you know just think reflect on what I'm listening to if it's like say an album a rap album for example I'm listening to I'm just yeah listening back and seeing seeing what the actual lyrical content is so it's important to me but I don't place importance of it onto other people like um, kind of demonize them if they listen to certain genres it's a personal choice I think and it's, it's, it's a thing that we do on an individual level. Uh, Rodney, as someone that <clears throat> is a is a lyricist and and writes music, mm-hmm. talk us through the process of when you're creating a track. What for you in the balance of importance is top? Is it the baseline? Is it the beat? Or is lyrical content? For me, paramount? for me, it always begins with the lyrics because I'm a writer, so I write lyrics. But as a as a fan of the music, I often don't really care. Like often, it's it's more about the energy and the vibes in the moment, and depends on what I'm looking for. You know, I'm as big a public enemy, public enemy fan as I am an NWA fan. Like, and they both feed my need at different times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't think, like, it's, it's always essential that the, the, the lyrics and the songs are offering this positive outlook on life and everything will be golden and rosy. Mm-hmm. But I also think we need to be aware of, you know, negative energy and negative lyrics can lead us down dark paths. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we have to take responsibility for the words we say and for, for the things we listen to, that I, I let our children listen to I'm like you I have young girls in the house and I listen back to some of the music that I play and think well I just can't play this now like they're, they're not allowed to listen to that now so so when you're writing lyrics are you always conscious of the impact it may have on a fan listening or is it this is a lyric that rhymes well or works well with the, with the previous line and it's quite cute and clever, there's that's more important. That. Even if you know, that, say, no, there's, there's an impact. There's definitely an element of that. As, as an MC, you know, your, your flow and, and your cadence and all of that is important. So words that rhyme are important. But if, you, if you're trying to express a message, which sometimes, some songs I will write purely for the purpose of getting my point across on whatever it may be. And that is the main focus. And sometimes I'm just trying to show how lyrically gifted I am and how much I can flip the word plays, mm-hmm. which is a different kind of skill set, mm-hmm. you know? But personally, I always take responsibility for what I say. I don't, I don't mean to say anything ridiculously outlandish or, or controversial just for the sake of it. I can't say that has always been the case. Like I'm, I'm a lot older now, mm-hmm. and as a young boy, I, hey, if I could say something that would make you screw up your face and be shocked, that would be whatever that is. Yeah. I would say it. Yeah. Okay. As, a, as, an, as an older person now, I take more responsibility and think <coughs> a little bit more about what I'm saying and what kind of trail it will leave behind. That's right. Legacy is very, very yeah, important. And I guess when you're younger, you just want to be recognised. You want you want people to be able to identify you. It's about impact. Yeah, yeah. and it's about being creative and be out. You know, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. And and music is a is an amazing platform to give young people a voice what concerns me though is that the mess the story that we're hearing is it's a reflection of the society that we're living in and it's so sad that for some young people it is dark it is draining it is a serious energy I rarely see lots of laughing and giggling and joking and banter and I'm like 
you know, that's sad. My thing is, I was just going to say that I feel like some artists are um, monopolising off of that, actually, mm. and faking their narratives and stuff like that even more so now. I mean, across time, I know um, in genres such as hip-hop, um, there were people that genuinely lived those experiences that they spoke about, but I think that now there are, in sub-genres, such as trap, for example, people who um, exploit that and who actually don't live that life. 6 9 is a huge example of that. Um, he's facing a huge prison sentence because of it, because of affiliation, because of the fake the fake narrative it kind of fed into his his real life but i think yeah like you said some some facets of music um and actually genres such as rock as well have this influence as well there is negative connotations and it's it's there's some frauds in there who are just exploiting that i think sometimes we we put too much of the responsibility on the artist though i think the fact that in, in this window of time there is so much negative music and i feel it i feel like especially within the genres that i love there's so much negative being pushed to the forefront. But the artists don't get to choose that. Like, you know, radio and TV and media get to choose that. And and the brands, who do you want to bring in? What what, what image do you want to set? And And that's why I'm putting the onus on, because some of these record labels are literally churning out the same... They're churning it out. They're churning out this this negative, bad energy, which, again, I don't say shouldn't exist, Mm. but there needs to be a a fairer and clearer place. So what you're saying is that radio and TV picks up deliberately on the negative hip-hop as opposed to the the more positive and the labels... It's sensational. Everyone likes a bit... You know, sensation sells. Mm. Um, The brands love it. It creates a hype. There's adrenaline going. It's it's fast. No one likes mellow chill. Well, I like mellow chill, but... The, when, me, yeah, it's, the media aren't about that. But see, again, I don't believe it is the minority. In, in, within society, I think society is quite balanced and there, there's, there's lots of dark and, and aggressive stuff happening, but there's also lots of love being shown, mm-hmm. lots of it. But we're not really seeing that in the music. I know for sure within hip-hop music, there are lots of artists making much more, more positive and, yeah. and creative music than is at the forefront of hip-hop right now. I know it for a fact. Is there a level amongst maybe our generation uh, of hypocrisy in the sense that we all talk about we believe that uh, you know women should be treated with respect, we believe that young black male lives that are the most in danger should be preserved, but yet some of the biggest tunes that we probably dance to in the clubs and recite when you know in our younger days are tunes that uh, were actually made in my younger days. So I have to take responsibility for some of the but, stuff I've said in the past. Yeah, no doubt. We dance. I'm sure we've danced some of those Absolutely. tunes. So is there a little bit of hypocrisy in us saying we positivity? Yet some of the biggest tunes that we love and dance to are negative tunes. I just spoke about this the other day. Um, like Rick Ross, um, Pop, uh, Pop Molly and her drink. She didn't even know it. Like yes, there was radio silence for, um, after it got massive controversy. But I still heard that in the club. I still heard people and the uncensored version mm. so the pop molly in a drink and that just reflects a culture that's existed across entertainment widely in terms of people popping drinks in girls um in girls drinks to and um, popping pills in girls mm. drinks to get them to do stuff like do you know what i mean so that happens now there's examples of songs we could probably pull up that were released last week you know there is this this hypocrisy and um when women do speak out about their truths in in entertainment they are often ignored or it's like um focused on for a minute but then when the act of this song this song bangs they're like i'm still going to play it do you know what I mean so there is that hypocrisy there and and yeah. we've all got to take responsibility because you know Simon says Pharaoh Munch girls rub on your I was and I, d- I didn't even have anything to rub on but I was getting involved in that track and um, I think the most important thing though was the the self-regulation mm-hmm. going home knowing that you couldn't carry on with that behavior mm-hmm. at home or it stopped when mm-hmm. the track stopped and that was it doesn't mean that it didn't have an impact on the psyche of the guys around me who thought oh yeah she's about that life because she's well involved in that song and and there's still so- I, I'll, I'll 
I, I do like a little bit of um, what's his name, Trey Songs, and yeah, I wouldn't be listening to Trey Songs with my daughter. Mm-hmm. But it's I mean, quite, we, we do yeah. have to be able to separate the the the, the, exactly. the message from them. Sometimes we're, we're out to be entertained, and we are adults and can make those choices. Right. But we have to be aware of the reality. For me, I always say. As, as a young hip-hop fan, a group like Public Enemy got me as a young boy to go to the library. From listening to, to Public Enemy records and I wanted to find out about Malcolm mm. X and Louis Farrakhan and all of this, mm. it's this information I was mm. given, mm. I, it, it sent me on a journey. So I know the reverse of that is happening now. Mm. If, if these young people are on a different journey, they're, they're being fed lots of negative and, and, and foul energy. Some of these kids are bad kids, but now they talk with this vernacular, yeah, and beer man, and mm. and all of this talk that comes from the energy they're getting from the music. Mm. It sends you on a different journey. So not to blame that. the artists. Again, it's not, a, it's, it's not about, I'm not trying to censor artists and what they say. Say whatever you like. Mm. But, we need a fairer and clearer playing field. Yeah, and I think I think context comes into it. I'm really glad you used the positive example of like, and then to flip it, because I think a lot of people get angry when this is brought up, like, oh, lyrics actually do impact. But I think it's a point of, obviously, it feeds into a wider picture. Obviously, societal things, they could have got kicked out of school, all of that. We know there's other bigger absolutely. factors in the play, but let's not be disingenuous here and say that lyrics don't contribute to that or manifest that further or lead that path exactly. onwards well, if they are already on that trajectory. I, mean. I want to pick up on that point, so let's address the elephant in the room. The current popular genre amongst the youth of, of London in particular um, is drill music. Not London in particular. No? Nah, drill is very, very popular and global, actually. Because it started with Chicago. So, well, not started, but there was a manifestation of Chief okay. Keith. Chief, Chief Keith was like the guy who yeah. really brought that into that my being. And, and, yeah. and, and that has gone forward. It's popular amongst the young people, yeah. we'll, just, we'll say that. Yeah. A lot of black people in particular get very defensive when drill music is attributed to crime and what's happening on our streets right now, and I, I, I get why. But do we have to have an honest conversation about saying, as you said there, it does have an impact on what's happening on the streets, and we can't, as a black community, shy away from the fact that a lot of this music is playing a role in a lot of our young black men in particular yeah. being killed. Let's just, let's, just, let's just look... 100%. Do you know what? I think... I think I agree. I agree that like it does have an impact, but I think where the imbalance comes from and where the anger comes from is the media, and I think that's, that's what, where it comes in. And the manipulation of the likes of Piers Morgan, of I don't even want to give him credit, but like the likes of Piers Morgan, all those kind of platforms mm-hmm. that just manifest it and twist this rock, as I mentioned earlier, still has these kind of problematic lyrics in it as well. Pop music, you know, Robin Thicke, I know you wanted all that that controversy a couple of years ago. It's still existing in different ways, so we can say that drill does can and does impact obviously our lives you know black men's life black women's life whatever but um i think the media aggravate that and make people don't want to have that conversation we have to have it it amongst us which is why i'm glad Mm -hmm. you have this platform so yeah amongst us where we can balance it out you know what i mean and really get into the nuance here because there's nuance and there's levels to it it's not just a blanket statement black men because of this do this and that lineage in the media that really just kind of exploits us and makes us look like the bad guys in every single context that they can think of for me whether the media um magnify it exploit it or what have you not the for me the issue is this is a reality that is affecting whether it's a minority of young people it's affecting young people Mm -hmm. who look like me who could be my son nephew next door neighbor and that concerns me Mm -hmm. so whether or not there's a public debate about it or there's an actual uh uh, on the ground movement to to support young people who are involved in this because at the end of the day when i was younger we didn't have social media to antagonize people Mm -hmm. we didn't have to subliminals do, do they mean that do they not mean that are they talking about me uh, yeah 
there's, there's no support around the young person to understand that actually your behaviour now can affect you or what you do on the screen can affect you later on. And I don't yeah, think young people understand that that, is, that can carry you. I, 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 I watched this amazing thing on Chief Keith and, um, you know, the it was looking at those who are around him and the amount of young people or men, black men, who were affected by just being in that environment, whether they were dead, whether they were in prison for mm. killing someone, it was the numbers, they were just falling off like flies. And I thought, this is huge. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree that, you know, everything you said is right. But I, I also think that when we have that conversation, it's a conversation that we need to have in spaces like this because I think when we do it in the in the in the main media, the agenda is not for us. It's not for us, mm-hmm. you know. So so automatically, even me, I become defensive when when I don't don't talk about our young people in that way because I already know better. You know, so it's not—it's not really a conversation that I want to shy away from. I'm more than happy to have it. I just don't want it have being being had in that way. Mm-hmm. It, it seems it seems like, for want of a better word, and and, and it's always branded. It's just racist. Mm-hmm. Like they look at our young black people and these young our young black, you know, as 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 menaces, mm-hmm. and and they're already a problem. Yeah. So this music is just more of the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's to be expected from our young yeah. people, and you know that's 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 not being fair. An example. Sorry, I just want to say an example of that was like, it was a similar thing, documentary of Chief Keefe, it was Noisy's, um, it, they were Chirac, they called it Chirac, and they kind of just made it trivialised and all that, and, and Chicago um, citizens actually went to the documentary person and were like, oh, did you actually fund the community when you were doing this? Did you actually give back? Did you actually help mm. or anything? It's just the, you know, white man going into a black space and kind of exploiting it and just discussing the facts and sensationalising them, mm-hmm. but then leaving again. Like, you and left all those yeah. people. Like, and, 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 and offering nothing. Yeah. Offering nothing, offering exactly. Nothing. I definitely want to see more more opportunities uh, for grassroots organisations to help young people produce music, write lyrics, take them to environments where they can be inspired to write something different. Mm-hmm. You know, just just, just mm-hmm. to test it. I would say to you, actually, like not not on on, on, on a mass scale, but but this stuff already happens. But this is the stuff that you never hear about mm-hmm. because it's not entertaining for Mr. Middle England. She doesn't want to hear about that. She would rather hear about the angry black guys stabbing yeah, each other. Much more entertaining story. But yeah. the other thing is, it's not sustainable. That's the problem. You get a pocket of money, you do a great project, yeah, yeah. and then it's yeah. done. Then yeah, where do the young? I've done that many times. I've, I've been funded to do projects like that, and, and it's, it's exactly what now. you say. And you do this amazing work, and you get these amazing results, and then you're back to square one. Yeah. And, and you have to go through the. Do want to shout out while we're having this discussion well, forefront. Um, Stormzy actually had her on a cover, Temi. She's an amazing woman. She's been on the news platform. She tackles youth crime, knife crime in particular as well. So mm. she's on the floor. She's been doing this for five there years, self-started. So she's, she's killing it. All right, let's, let's move it forward now, guys. And let's broaden it beyond what our young people are listening to and writing. And I don't want to sound all old manny here a little bit, but... <laughs> I'm probably the oldest here, by the way. I'm probably the oldest, to be honest. Is, is, is okay, yeah. <laughs> is the lyrical content generally that's been written across pop, R and B, hip hop, whatever, is it just not as clever, is it just not as meaningful and impactful as it was twenty, thirty years ago? Now you're gonna make us sound like <laughs> some old people. <laughs> Maybe it is. I, I I'm just genuinely like I, I don't I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. What what are the genres where you're still seeing and hearing 
really clever, meaningful in hip hop. Hip hop, Jay. I mean, J Cole, Mick Jenkins, mm-hmm. Lupe Fiasco still out J. here. Cole like, there's did so the many. Twenty One Savage. Oh my That Lord. video dropped yesterday. Dropped yeah, yesterday. it was amazing, That's man. So I was watching it on the way here. He's uh, J Cole is my guy. Like number one on my list. Like he's amazing. Um, yeah, Mick Jenkins. Yeah. But is is the is the number percentage wise of hip hop artists who were great lyricists anywhere near to what it was say twenty five years ago? I think they're just not on the for. I just think they're not on the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at who's the who's top in rap, J Cole's one of the three. It's Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole. So they they still top lyricists, and Kendrick is phenomenally talented in the lyrical department. Arguably a bit better than J Cole, and J Cole's my favorite. So yeah, yeah we, we mustn't be fooled by what we're being fed mm-hmm. and, and like Southern you know there's, there's, there's lots of lots of artists who, who, who are perceived as being really big and mm-hmm. really successful mm-hmm. who aren't actually that big and successful and don't move numbers. that many look at the numbers yeah. and then people like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar who, who sit in a much more humbler position but actually do huge numbers yeah. so and, and that's again for me part of the problem if these guys who are so positive are the ones who are making such huge numbers mm. why aren't we looking for more people like them mm. why are we just feeding this negative narrative so hard yeah. and, 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 I, and I question it I question it more than just you know it's, it's the guys who turn up at the record label sometimes these labels have agendas against definitely us definitely have agendas yeah. they do 100% and, 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 and I've seen it, that it's okay to, to you know sometimes you just want light hearted banter and Absolutely. tunes um, I'm not saying that the whole you know soca genre is light hearted and banter but I love it for that so I'm right, happy so I'm right. in the kitchen I'm smiling yeah. I don't even know what they're talking about yeah. half the time Trust. but I'm happy yeah. so it's okay I like Noriega who did super far going what 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 that was my tune that <laughs> So it's not yeah, always, I don't need to be positive. What were they saying? I don't course, know. But you just, you know. Carnival insights that as well. Certain roads in Carnival too. Yeah. So what about R&B? I'm more of an R&B man, me. From, even from now and from 30 years ago. Are the lyrics we're hearing in R&B and to some degree pop tracks, are they as meaningful, loving, do they connect in a way? Stick, that I think they are. Sto- there, there are still some real, genuine storytellers. Definitely. And sometimes those stories are, are so real, but they're painful. Mm. And when you feel moved by a song, yeah, it, it, it's, it's normally something that, that is sensitive. So it might not necessarily be positive or, or happy and progressive, mm. but it's, it touches you. Mm. And people want to be moved by music as well. So they, they want to be really able to relate the struggles and it's, it's like counseling in a sense yeah, so some, yeah so sometimes I mean I, I wish I would I would love to hear a little bit more positivity in R&B but it is what it is I'd love to see boy bands come back I'd love to see girl ga- bands come back I'm sure they will man. I yeah. hope so I, we need them I, I think, think we need them at the moment if you love R&B her music she's nominated for five Grammys right now she's Amazing. killing it Summer Walker just drops an incredible EP um, I think there are do you know what it is you just have to do a lot more searching like you just have to do a bit more searching nowadays because there are so many and then at the forefront her is at the forefront to be honest but at the forefront they don't want to place the most talented nowadays because they just want easy to digest kind of stuff but they're up they're still there they're still there absolutely there there is a modern day equivalent of Donny Hathaway and and, and Marvin Gaye and and all of these great Mm, artists that we grew up loving there's modern equivalents we may not have found them yet but they're there they're They're absolutely there I've got a shout out a new artist I came across recently called Jules just kind of an Afrobeats artist and one track he's got out now called Guan I find the, the, the lyrical content in a lot of the Afrobeats tracks is quite... I don't know what they're saying half the time, but it, it gets to me. Mm. 
I, I don't know if that's just me, but yeah. the, I don't know what the, I like the fusion of the kind of Jamaican vibe and the kind of African vibe. Yeah. And like I said, half time I don't know yeah. what they're saying, but lyrically. It, it cuts through. Some instruments mm. speak as well, and Definitely. that's why I never pick up the lyrics first. I always pick up the instruments, the rhythm, okay. the beat, because that's a universal language. It doesn't matter. I mean, some people can't dance to the beat; they dance to the lyrics. That's another story. <laughs> However, <laughs> most, most, most melanated people can pick up Ooh. on those. I said it. They can pick up on those instruments, and for me, that's Definitely. traditional. That's yeah, that's is. heritage. Just quickly, I was, I, I was just like, going back to like the hip hop stuff and the grimy and more stuff an artist called Kojo Radical oh who, who is working God, with, with lots of traditional grime artists he, he's in the field yeah. but he's pushing pure positivity and good energy so and good great. vibes but within that space okay. and, 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 re- and rising through it quite rapidly so yeah. like there, there's definitely there, there's pockets of, of well. there you go another like oh, they, it, it's still there it's still there <laughs> like these, these artists are definitely pushing the boundaries still. Just to wrap, as I said at the start, I want a track from all three of you that lyrically has something in it that... Come on, there must be a track. I'll start off. One track that I love because of the lyrical content is Jill Scott's He Loves Me. You know the song? I know the entire Jill Scott catalogue, thank you very much. That track for me, the the, the wordplay, it it hits me. Mm. It's just... It's an amazing track, period, but lyrically, another level. Mm -hmm. Claire, you go. Does it, does it have oh, to be current or can it be... Any oh. track you want. Any track. Oh, Just uh, pick one. I'm a hopeless romantic. Uh, Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Okay. Why do the lyrics in that track particularly resonate with um, you? Because mm. I relate it to almost every single member of my family and it just it moves me emotionally. The telling of, just It's just pure and authentic love, genuine. It doesn't matter whether you're here physically or not. Mm. I will always love you. Hey. Yeah. Rodney, come on. You're killing me, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know what? And it can't be one of your tracks. No, it won't be one of mine. Um, <laughs> there's an artist whose name I can't remember as I sit here right now. And, and I don't even, I'm assuming the name of the song is um, I Owe You Nothing. But I found it on YouTube mm-hmm. from being on my son's YouTube, mm-hmm. actually. And it, she, she's uh, mixed race and from Europe. I think she's from Norway or Denmark. And, and the lyrics is, so I'm going to give you this so you can go and look for it yourselves. She sings, I owe you nothing. I be myself, I ain't fronting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the lyrics. And that song, when I say that song moves me, she's, she's, and the imagery of it too. You're like, please, I, I really feel like I'm, I'm, I'm letting you down by not knowing no, no, her no, name. No, no, but no, go no, and look for it. I owe you nothing. I'll be myself. I ain't fronting. No, no, no. I don't sing. But go and look for that song on YouTube. And if you find that song, that song makes me happy. Real talk. That song makes me happy. And finally? Um, I will say I'll put a female rapper on, um, Rhapsody featuring J. Cole, oh, really? Sojourner. Um, it was released last October, I believe. An incredible song. Takes you through, obviously, the civil rights and stuff like that. Just the wordplay with the prominent figures in the movement. And then it takes you to present day as well. Um, it's, it's therapy, man. Both of them are lyricist to their pure, purest form. And they're incredible. Rhapsody is an incredible lyricist as well. Um, and she's incredibly underrated. Kendrick Lamar's featured with her, Cole now, obviously, too. Buster Rhymes has worked with yeah, like, she's, she's worked with, with a lot of people. She's incredible. Okay. Also, also, Black Thought's last EP was an incredible oh, piece of writing as well. Incredible piece. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to note these down and check them out later on. Um, before we go, you got a tour coming up. Tell us about your tour quickly. Got a tour coming up, yeah, uh, across the UK, starting the 28th of February in Leeds. We end up on April 11th, we end up in the Jazz Cafe. Lots of dates in between that. Try and get out, come see us. It's called the Kingdom Tour. That's, yeah, that's, so it's me, Black Twang and Thai. 
Mm -hmm. MC Ty. And, and we're just trying to re-energize the scene that we come from yeah. And, and, yeah, show some love for the people and for the audience. So look out for us, definitely. You can, you can, you can check that on www.kingdem.co.uk and that's K-I-N-G-D-E-M. Can we add it? Kingdom! You feel me? Living in the kingdom. You feel me? Guys, you guys smashed it. Do not forget to subscribe to the channel. We are on uh, YouTube. As you're watching again, I mentioned again, subscribe. Click the button down there. All of our socials, we're on Instagram. It's all dot blackademic. We're on Twitter, blackademic TV. And we're on Facebook, Black. it's all blackademic. No C's in the blackademic. Blackademic with no C's. Till next week, peace. Peace. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Alex, how much... You know, you're a music guy. How much importance of lyrics do you place in music? Or as at the start of that debate, they were talking about, you know, lyrics are only important to a degree. Yeah, so as a writer, I really connect with the words of any given project that is kind of produced or put out there. Um, as long as, if there's a story behind it, I'm very, I'm very in tune with it. Um, like, I curate a lot of playlists and the one key thing that I connect with as much as I love the music and the beats that come with it and the full scale production mm -hmm. I have to be very very um, connected to the lyrics that are being said because once you listen to a song and you're like oh my god this is an amazing tune and then you start sitting down and you start to think to yourself oh what is being said and you can hear the, the genuineness in the story mm. the genuineness in that um, I mean, you can actually have a, a story which is probably not connected to you, which is, you know, someone's talking about their life on a particular in a particular environment, um, with a particular experiences that probably aren't the same as yours. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just feel like I I want to hear that story and I want to hear it told eloquently mm -hmm. in a way that I probably wouldn't look at it in the same. You know, I'm with you. So, you know, while there's a, <laughs> I want to, I don't. I don't want to say there's a place for like trash talking things, but you got it. But like, there are some there, are, there. There is a place for it. Do you see what I mean? Like, so if you want to, like, sometimes there are. Sometimes I want to listen to slack music. Yeah. And like, but that's when it becomes just about the lyrics, and the lyrics just become nothing to me. Sure. sure and yeah. the and it's more like the what's being said. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the music behind yeah, it, behind the, like the production and whatnot, and you know how does the music, how does the music make me feel, whereas when the music makes me feel great and the lyrics make me feel great it's an amazing experience mm -hmm. in um in total but what about you where did you um, I, 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 I'm probably pretty much with you I do feel there is there is an importance we should be placing on lyrical content in music yeah. um Rodney P mentioned in the debate there that as a lyricist and writer himself it depends on what he's trying to achieve to his audience so if it's, a, if it's just about trying to make people scrub their face and dance and bop their heads then you might just have some fun with the lyrics and the, yeah. there's less thought going into it it's just about the impact the lyrics have yeah. but if he's trying to actually get a message across then he's much more conscious of what he's saying what he's writing mm. I suppose it's about what you want from your music if, we, if you don't really care about the music and you just care about this makes me jump up and feel good and dance and rave and skank out, then the lyrics won't, it doesn't really matter what they're saying. Yeah. But if you're a person that actually does invest in the words and language and wordplay and the sentiment of what's being said, then I think it's very important that, that rappers and singers and artists are very conscious about what they're putting out there. Because words yeah. are powerful. Words are, you know, words do have power and they can have an impact on the psyche of a listener so uh, we're going to move on now to our final section uh, overrated or underrated where Rodney P uh, spoke to us about who he believes 
in the black culture or black community is either overrated or underrated? You know, I, I, I struggled with finding, finding a topic for this, but actually, let me keep it local to me. And I'm going to say UK hip-hop. I think often we don't get the credit we deserve for the work we put in, lots of grunt work that we put in, that, that you know, thankfully our young people are seeing so much success from now. And I say that because it, it's, it's UK hip hop and groups like the group I was in, London Posse and the Demon Boys and MC Mellow, who first worked out how to deliver this UK accent and these UK voices and these UK stories within this music, you know? And we, we that's often taken for granted. We came into a scene that was all about fake American accents and, and, and posturing in ways that weren't actually natural to us. Also, I would say that that style of music helped create a lot that came after it. You know, if you think about um, hip hop music being, you know, 89 beats a minute and, you know, shake your head, like, rock your body, the UK hip hop style really took that, pushed the tempo, made it faster, made it more aggressive. Groups like Hard Noise and Son of Noise and Gunshot and, and Silver Bullet with 20 seconds to comply, which then went on to become a whole new production style that fed into drum and bass and breakbeat music. We don't get any credit for that, you know? I mean, globally, this little, this little scene that, that we, 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 we bred here in the UK has gone on to influence so much that came after, but the generation directly after us shows little respect. And I understand why, you know? We, we didn't necessarily hand the baton to them well but also the times changed and the technology changed and and you know we became the, the not so cool uncles you know and and in and a lot of ways these young people feel like they pressed the reset button but the influences that we had made already were there and, and maintained you know so with the birth of the grime scene they didn't have to have the, a struggle in an identity in the same way that we did they didn't have to have the same battles that we had because we had already had those battles for them and won them you know what I will say is that in this window now I do see this newer generation of young people very much looking back with more reverence to what we did and that's a blessing um, you know and, and, and we're in a window when hip hop and rap music is very much on the resurgence and, and, and with that means more looking back to the work that was done before grime and before drum and bass. Where, actually, where did this begin? And I say UK hip-hop of the generation I come from deserves credit for that. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.